You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. What's up, player? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Aren't she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody dds welcome to the program episode uh 26 16 
Yeah. 16. Uh, look at that. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Double sixes. Two six. One six. Uh, welcome to the program. Never Not Funny is the name of the program. 2616 is the episode number of that set program. Big day, Supreme Court wise. We're excited about our LGBTQ community. Uh, the Supreme Court, six to three, voting that they cannot be discriminated against uh, or fired from a job. And uh, that is uh, that is good news. I know that uh, a lot of folks were uh, very, very worried about that. And why not? They're loading that court with the. Uh, bunch of conservative folks, but uh, six of them came out on the right side of things. So uh, uh, congratulations to everyone, really, and uh, uh, for that, that uh, they saw the right side of the law and not the nonsense that goes on in the back rooms of the bathhouses. Now, <laughs> I may have misunderstood what that bill what? was about, but that was my point. I just wanted to get that out. And uh, uh, big day for Garen. He's wearing his uh, hat there that I imagine has some sort of a flag on it. What, what, what's on that hat, Garen? Looks a little like a rainbow pipe. flag. Little rain, it is you a rainbow. See it? I can't see my. I couldn't tell if it was a rainbow flag or the Chicago, the city of Chicago flag. It, 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 it's got both of those vibes to it. It also has a Mexico vibe to it and a France vibe to it. We That's all a know shitty hat, is what I'm saying. Go to that fucking hat. That hat's got a confusing. Long, long, long connection with the city of Chicago. Well, I know you do. You love it. You go there, you get your hot dog, right? You, get, you go to the wiener circle, they insult you. That's fun. That's funny. <laughs> you go there and they yell at you from behind a counter, call you stupid because you came in to get a hot dog. Have That's you funny. Have you been there, Jimmy? Of course. Okay. I used to go there before that became a thing. Okay. Like, uh, I think maybe one guy was cranky, and then uh, I think it caught on. I think when Ed DeBevix closed, Ed DeBevix was, <laughs> was a yeah. diner that that was their bag. They would be rude to you. It was supposed uh, to be like, it's. it was like Johnny Rockets, like a 50s vibe, and everyone was dressed up like 50s. But then in addition to that, the, the wait staff had to be like trained dancers i don't know yeah, they were all actors at least the one in, in yeah. la but they would jump up on the countertops and dance around and then they would be super rude to you and just uh yeah they'd be rude all during the day and then once an hour they'd give you a little song and dance and yeah. uh it'd pop up in the counters and uh, which I, I found that part of it fine you know who doesn't who doesn't yeah. like a fucking song and dance while you're who doesn't want to hear ymca while they're eating french fries <laughs> i love it you kidding me I'm, I'm i'm on but uh what i don't need is when i go to the wiener circle at two in the morning to be yelled at because uh, I want ketchup on my hot dog. Mind your business. <laughs> what I want on my hot dog. I cannot stress that enough. Why that? You know, I'm going to bring that to the Supreme Court. Yeah, stay out of my business what I put on my hot dog. That's my business. Mm -hmm. It's my business. Enough. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at myself in the, uh, in the mirror here. I, uh, the camera, I guess the video. I gave myself another haircut over the weekend. Um, uh, tighten it up a little bit. And I went a little, a little tight on the top. I'm not. Uh, it does look very short. Not thrilled with it. Not thrilled with how tight it went. But uh I got to say, it's it's a little bit, uh, I have you very small in my uh, window because uh, Elliot uh, scolded us for having bad eye lines. And so now everybody has to be the size of a postage stamp on my screen so yeah. that you're up at the top. But uh, you kind of, from here, you look a little J. Jonah Jameson. And what I mean, what I mean by that is that it's J.K. Simmons. No, no. The, well, the original card, the, the actual comic, uh, comic book guy. Be I see. Because it's gray on the, you have the gray on the temples and then the the flat top. Uh, yeah, I can going. see that. Uh, I can see you playing that character, honestly. Yeah, more than happy to do it. The right more vibe. More than happy to do it. Can you be, can just be get, angry? Can you give me a line reading on this? Get me pictures of Spider Man. Get me pictures of Spider Man. Yeah. See, you got see? you got this. <laughs> I'm good. Parker! <laughs> See? I'm ready to go. Yeah. I could do I, that. I, I could also go work out with J.K. Simmons. I could do a push-up. Uh, not look, now they got my a, horrible they, back, but I can do it. Yes, they got, they got to redo Spider-Man, like, what, every two or three years just to keep the uh, the franchise going? So yeah. I say and throw your hat in the ring. I'm finally getting to the age where I'm ready to play that role. So uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, the, it's, uh, but then they did bring J.K. Simmons back. I, I wonder if they're going to, because people were uh, hypothesizing that when J.K. Simmons, I hope this isn't a spoiler. If you haven't seen Far From Home yet, then uh, God help you. Wait, 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 wait. What's Far From Home? <laughs> that was the, the second MCU Spider-Man movie where yeah. uh, Tom Holland is Spider-Man and he goes on a, a European uh, school oh, yeah. trip with uh, with MJ and the gang um, right. and uh, and fights Mysterio. But the, in the closing credits thing of that, uh, J.K. Simmons re- reappeared as J. Jonah Jameson, which people were like very excited about because he was played J- uh, Jameson in the Tony uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But then people were saying, oh, if they're going to go into the multiverse, then maybe maybe it actually is literally the same J. Jonah Jameson from maybe maybe there is an, a different Peter Parker in another universe played by Tobey Maguire. And this guy is now come here so you could be a you could be another universe as j jonah jameson alongside jk simmons yeah. okay oh. I, I, I wanted to take knitting needles to my ears and eyes during all of that but <laughs> as long as it ends up with me getting the role that's all i care about i just i'm just saying there could be multiple peter parkers there could be multiple right. jonah jameson's there could be multiple mjs all this is possible well uh, I look forward to doing the role. I'm excited about it. I'm going to uh, hang on. Uh, Elliot, I think I look dark again. How's that? That's horrible. That's horrible. Is that better? We like that at all? I mean, that's yeah, that's a little better. Okay. I think uh, we like I say, I'm, I'm worried that the ca- that the Apple camera is deciding on something other than what we want. Yeah. What's it doing? What's the Apple cam doing? I'm in the middle of getting a big movie role here. And the Apple cam is taking <laughs> my attention away from that. I'm finally get, landing the role that I deserve. The role of a 65 year old man. <laughs> If you why had, don't they do this, Matt? You're a guy that's way too into Spider-Man for a grown adult. Sure. Uh, why why don't they do a Spider-Man where uh, he is like like to your point, Tobey Maguire? Th- those movies were what 19, 2000? When was the Tobey Maguire? Two thousand one, I think the first one. All right, twenty years later, why can't we have him? Why why would Spider-Man stop being Spider-Man uh, because he gets older? He would still continue uh, going on, wouldn't he? So why don't we have that movie? Why do we have to keep remaking it with a teenager? Yeah, uh, I mean the comics have definitely explored that, and um, into the Spider Verse kind of dealt with that a little in, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's the older uh, paunchy Spider Man in, in that one, um, or the paunchy Peter Parker, I guess. Uh, I think it's because um, they honestly, I, I I think the the original comic book, he was like a high school sophomore, Peter Parker, and so. They never really like I think when they did the Tobey Maguire one, he was already like if he was supposed to be in high school, he's already looked like he was older than that. And then the um, what's that other guy's name that did the terrible two movies? Garen, help me out. Uh, The British guy. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was a different spin where he was older but not super old, but like, I, I think, I think the short answer is because they never really quite got it fully right until maybe Tom Holland, who really does feel like he's 16 or something. Uh, and now that they've done that, maybe they can go on to, to do an older guy, but you know, there's, there's plenty of older superheroes that the whole, the essence of Peter Parker and Spider-Man is that he's a, he's a scrawny kid. And, um, I don't know. I think that's that's sort of uh, a key element of the character, and maybe they can get to the idea of him being older at some day. But now it's like, let's just get this right. That that was as a fan, I was I appreciated the fact that uh, the Tom Holland version was to me uh, the 
like a very true version of him being scrawny like uh, toby mcguire is kind of scrawny but doesn't seem like he's 16 uh so i liked that they finally had a kid who really looked like a kid how's the how are those knitting needles <laughs> I, I i just sent oliver out to have resharpened so they are uh i got uh sending him over to the blacksmith or uh-huh. whoever would uh the knife sharpener guy blacksmith yeah. wouldn't have anything to do with that he, he could maybe he bangs him out maybe he bangs out the the point yeah Right. Uh, well, Matt, that was a very uh, detailed answer. I was not expecting all of that, uh, but I appreciate you it. I wasn't expecting that, but I, I do appreciate it. That's uh, this. This uh, show is about learning and listening mm-hmm. and, and not mugging. Stop mugging, Elliot. Stop <laughs> mugging. You're not in a silent movie theater we, 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 movie. People don't people know how to listen without having to go. Oh, <laughs> ah, whoa. <laughs> Just just stare at the camera if you need to. We know you're there. I'm just trying to participate without interrupting. You don't need, trust me, but but that's not participating. That's being the guy off to the side whose dad isn't giving them the attention. (laughs) Sure, this was an off-air conversation. Yes, I could have waited until the break, but you did it, so I said it. How would you feel about an older Batman? I always like that idea. Like there's an older who? An older older Bruce Wayne. Like they've they've explored that in the comics, and I, I feel like, that's worth doing. And in the cartoons, too, because uh, yeah. Batman Beyond is right, a right. lot older. He's a lot older in that one. And yeah. also um, Batwoman has uh, one version of an older Batman in it. Mm-hmm. I would welcome all of it. I welcome all of them getting older along with me. I, I want to see the only one aging. I know this is sort of, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'm, I could be accused of kind of being a homer on this, but I would love to see John Hamm play an older Bruce Wayne. I think that that is a wonderful idea, and it needs to be done. What's your problem, Garen? What I don't your... think John Hamm is old enough. Well, that, there is that Batman. argument. Yeah, he could be a regular Bruce Wayne also, but I think he's on the verge of being an older Bruce Wayne. I, I th- also, I think it could John... be it could be five years from now. I'm not saying like do it. I mean, now. John John's approaching fifty, so I mean yeah. that's uh... J- John Hamm could be the the e- the end of career. Bruce Wayne, yeah, as opposed to the the sixty five or seventy year old Bruce Wayne who isn't actually doing anything. Yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't I didn't mean like a like an old old like a grandpa Batman. I meant like a like a fifty five year old. No, it'd be Bat Bat Gramps, would it? Bat Gramps. Bat Gramps. Yeah, I just wanted to see like a. I guess it's now what we what we would call middle aged Batman. I'm on board with it. I'm on board with anybody. Again, as I say, any, any of these characters uh, aging along with me, I'm happy about. I'm tired of, hey, man, I'm tired of getting older and they stay the same age. I don't like it. Here's another answer for you, Jimmy. Um, the the audience, presumably, for these movies is teenage boys. So to make a Spider-Man that's 45 probably isn't in their interest. Yeah, but it, let me ask you, is the audience really for teenage boys? Or is that really who's seeing it's every. That? I mean, it's it's not exclusively, obviously. It's you. It's, it's you. It's, it's the yeah. same it's the same that we talked about with Star Wars last week, yeah. uh, and and the game show being for kids. It's you're the you're the nerd. Yeah, you're, <laughs> no, you're the nerd. Uh, I, I'm the captain now. You're yeah. the nerd. Um, no, I agree with that. But I think those movies, when they when they hit, they're for all ages and everybody. But but the reality is, it's probably harder. It's easier to get me to watch those movies than it is to get to watch a sixty to get a sixteen year old boy to watch it and so if you can make those movies because they, they're, they're you know at least the hollywood impression is that those kids are 
busy playing Fortnite, so they're not interested in going to the theater. So I, the premise would probably be if you make the character 16, it, you're more likely to grab those kids than if he's 50. But again, you know, this is the argument that I've had with show business from day, not day one, the last 40, 30 years is that we keep catering to that demographic when in reality, we're, again, we're the ones with the money. We're the ones that go out. Uh, when I grew up, I watched TV shows, you know, like Barney Miller, where was a bunch of dudes in their 30s and 40s. I didn't go, well, they're too old. I can't get into these guys. They, yeah. Where are the young detectives? I didn't, I didn't need any of that. So when did that flip over that we needed to uh, uh, placate and I think pander? Was, I think it was the 80s. I think it was, you know, Spielberg ushered in the era of making movies making blockbusters for children and then from that point on the industry just because those movies like et were so successful and star wars and and uh a lot of other movies like goonies and gremlins and stuff then the, then hollywood just got into this groupthink mentality of yeah that's how you do it that's how you make a billion dollars is that you make these movies for for kids and then and then everybody else follows along with them but, but it's it's a Michael flawed King premise how, how old was Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson when, when that Batman came yeah. out? Yeah. Well, Keaton was probably late 35? 30s. Yeah. And, and Nicholson, Nicholson was like... Nicholson was 55 or something 55, probably. 55, yeah. So, and that, I mean, yeah, that was, I, I assume that was aimed partly at the 35 to 40 year old who liked, you know, the, the, uh, the 70s Batman. But kids watch that too. That was an interesting movie because it, it, it's I don't think it would happen that way now. But what happened then, I think, is that they basically said, they handed the movie to Tim Burton and they said, mm. make a Tim Burton movie about Batman. And they let him do it. And he did it like he's the reason Michael Keaton was in that because he worked with mm. uh, Tim Burton on Beetlejuice. And that's who he wanted. I don't think the studio would have come to that on their own. They wouldn't go. Yeah, you know who would be great, Batman? <laughs> Michael Keaton. Like, that's right. the obvious. It's such a weird left field casting move. But it yeah. worked. I mean, I think it worked to, for the most part. Um, yeah. People like him in that. And um, I, I like, do have that one question. They're like, where, where did he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> uh, well, he has a lot of money. I think that's. The, I see. He's a rich man, so Bruce he, Wayne. He, I guess he bought them is the answer. I see. <laughs> but I, did you, if, you're, if you're asking where he bought them, I think the, the the closer answer is that he used his money to develop them in his own laboratory. Did and 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 he's got a laboratory that's submerged, right? It's a, uh, a hidden laboratory of some sort. That's right. It's in the back cave. Uh, the cave. Uh, now, Matt, how's the Belknap cave going? Uh, we uh, we got any update on that? I, I know they sold it. I did talk to my dad oh, no. yesterday, but I didn't get any new info. I don't think. I think there's no. I think the the the. That that chapter has has closed, at least as far as my dad's concerned. <laughs> until until ever... somebody dies in it, then I don't think we're going to hear more about the Batcave or the Belmont well, Cave. I have a question. First of all, <laughs> I, I'm on board with somebody dying in there. I, I think uh, your family could use the press. That's a. <laughs> b. Why don't we, when this thing lifts, and I'm talking about in 2022, I, I don't mean we're going to do this quickly because we all know that this whole virus came from eating a bat in China. Uh, so the last thing I want to do is go walk into a cave right now and be attacked by a bat. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we're allowed to go back out, why don't we do a live never funny from that cave? <laughs> I would love to. Why do I? Or, uh, I mean, or the acoustics will be awful, I think. But it's probably the last place you want to record audio. But uh, well, we could say we could finally sing that uh, quartet that we've been talking about. Oh, I yeah. Know, boy, oh, boy. We were finally the day has come where we could uh, put our voices to good use in front of the cave. And mm -hmm. what town is that, Matt? 
Canaan, Canaan, New York. Canaan, New York. I'm more than happy to do it. More than happy to go. And of course, that's that. Uh, that city was the uh, the song that the Indigo Indigo Girls based that song on, right? Correct. Land of Canaan. Yep. Thank you, Garen. Garen gets it. Have you guys listened to their new album? They just put an album out. I have not listened to the new one. I know it, it came out, but I have not. I've been. Uh, Admittedly, I'm on a, uh, as I was prior to his appearance, as I am uh, now, I'm on a sticks fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and the Sunshine Boys, uh, that's all that uh, you're getting uh, in my ears. And then that Wind to Change podcast, which I have listened to episodes two and three each about nine times because I can't, my brain is not taking in the information. Then I fall asleep or on my walk, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just walked for 20 minutes. Oh, I didn't hear a word of what that man just said. <laughs> I'll have to listen to episode three again. And then even today, Episode three starts and he's talking about Louis Armstrong and I'm like, shit, am I on the right podcast? What did I do wrong here? It's like, you've yeah. already heard this episode three times. Why are you having trouble with this? Yeah, it takes it takes tangents, but I think that the tangents are maybe my favorite part about it, honestly. And well, uh, because there's really no story there. That's the at the end of the day, it's some uh, whack job that came up. I with know, this I, but I'm so fast. I, I, I'm on episode six right now. And uh if the goal was to make you uh, p- keep you on the edge of your seat about whether this thing's going to pay off or not, it's working because I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I, I, I think an episode or two ago, I was like, this is, there's no fucking way this is true. This is such a waste of time and it's so stupid, but I'm enjoying the journey. This last one, I'm like, holy shit, this might be true. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm back on to the, like the, I, now I can see how it could have happened. Uh, it's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm really enjoying well, it. Once I get past episodes two and three, I can't wait to uh, move further. Uh, You're going to like the happening. where I am because it gets more into the music side of things rather than the history of the CIA, which is kind of where you're at. Uh, yeah, they just kind of jumped into uh, a little bit about the, the as, as he, for the first time, says the Scorps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to hear a journalist say it. And, you know, yeah. Like, I can't imagine like our buddy Chris Malanfi, again, not a friend. Uh, <laughs> no, like, enemy, if he would actually. say the so-called Scorps. <laughs> um, yeah. the um, and uh, so uh, I listen. I tried to listen to it. I, I had to go up to Valencia on uh, Saturday for an MRI on oh, my geez. spine, and um, and it's this pain that I'm in is so like I can't focus. Which is why I had to listen to this episode, these two episodes over and over. It's like mm-hmm. I can't. The, the pain is so awful. Uh, but the reason I bring up going to Valencia is I stopped at the uh, when I was done with my MRI. Which by the way, this is funny. She goes. So I get into, uh, I, I get there and there's nobody else there. I'm the only patient there on a Saturday morning, at, the, at least at that time. And um, I had my mask on and, she, and I get in and she's like, take everything off, put your socks and your mask, put these, put this gown on. Uh, and then when I went in to get the, to actually get laid down on the machine, she's like, do you want a paper mask? Or do you want to keep wearing your cloth mask? And I said, well, I'm fine with the, I'm fine with the cloth mask. I go, why? What, 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 what is there a difference? And she goes, well, some people find it easier to breathe with the paper mask than the cloth mask. And if you're claustrophobic, oh, I'm not claustrophobic. I, I'm fine. You know, so I lay down. Literally, she goes, it goes, the, the machine goes, she's just like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I was like, I should have gone with the paper mask. should have gone with the paper mask. Um, and then, but then I was fine. It was like I panicked for one second, uh, like cartoon style. Yeah. Um, and then uh, did the MRI and it was fine. But on the way home, I stopped at that gas station right near Magic Mountain. Yeah, the, uh, there's like a Chevron there or something that I would imagine makes one million dollars a day when, you know, in the height of July, mm-hmm. uh, the middle of July. Uh, and it was pretty crowded considering the music park wasn't open. 
uh, counting me and the employee behind the counter, a total of two masks in oh the venue. Boy. It's yeah. unreal. Total of two masks. And the guy even would say to people when they'd walk in, you need a mask. Okay. They just keep walking, get their thing the fuck? and go to the counter. Like, like I don't there's blame you the, do. There's the kid behind the counter. Like, there's a sign that says no mask, no entry, you know, no, uh, no yeah. shoes, no shirt, no mask, no entry, that sort of thing. And, but yet I can, I can see that kid behind the counter going, I'm not going to get beat up for this. I'm not going to get punched in the right, face. What's he supposed to do? And I, I, I look, I, I, five foot four, uh, wish job Pardo is not going to do anything about it. I'm going <laughs> to grab my two items and get the frick out of there. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, like literally two of seven people. I think yeah. it's just a general part of a general trend right now, which is that uh, the public as a whole has just decided against all evidence that everything's over. It's over and everything's yeah. fine now. Like I saw, I walked by a, a baby shower the other day on Saturday, I think it was. Uh, just a bunch of people in a yard, sort of some wearing masks, I guess, like some of them sort of seeming to do the right thing. And But they're all, I think people don't, I think people are very selective about how they gauge what six feet is too <laughs> like they're like yeah yeah we're outside it's six feet and they're like that's like four feet like at, at yeah. the most uh because the natural distance to stand or sit next to someone to talk to them is less than six feet and so people just tend to drift into that more comfortable what they're used to doing which is just kind of being three or four feet away from someone when they're talking to them uh and yeah, I just, I, I feel like uh, just maybe because it's summer, it's, it's warmer out. Everyone just seems to be like, yeah, we're back, baby. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> it is a, a great, we, I went to pick up some food on Saturday night um, and, you know, they, they've opened up for outdoor seating and uh, you would think it was June 2019. Yeah. Like that's every table outside of this restaurant was full and admittedly, like I, uh, most of them were six feet apart, but there was one table that was like between two other tables that mm -hmm. then made all three of those tables too close to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why, why wouldn't they just pull that table? Like it, it, it confused me, but yeah. at any rate, it, or, although you know, that said, nobody was sitting at, uh, sitting at that table. So maybe they, maybe they don't sit anybody there. I don't know. So yeah. I don't want to judge too harshly, but the food was delicious. I had a chicken Parmesan and a uh, restaurant near my house is offering 50%, 50% off for takeout. Wow. And, uh, uh, well worth it. Right near your house as well, Elliot. Ah. Italian. Delicious. Parmesan. Uh, I was watching uh, Bill Maher's show, and he said something which I haven't been able to find what backs it up. Something about how like the CDC and the WHO are walking back some of their things, like um, that, that maybe the surfaces thing actually isn't, wasn't ever a big deal, and that uh, non- non-symptomatic people maybe couldn't pass it well the non-symptomatic they then walked that back they, they, yeah they, that, that they, woman they, got they walked it forward yes they yeah they brought that back forward <laughs> they're promenading their their guidance yeah they're doing the cha-cha they're <laughs> uh, uh it's but first, so it, sorry jim it's just so frustrating that they don't nobody really knows anything about this yeah. right at all well, well that's the thing garen it's like and then people on the internet like people on facebook will get mad about we're being lied to no, you're not. They're scientists discovering new things. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're doing the research and they went, you know what? Initially, uh, surfaces could give it to you. Hey, you know what? Further research has shown maybe the surfaces aren't a problem. It doesn't mean they were wrong the first time. It means yeah. that they, they they're, that uh, their testing showed that possibly surface is good. So why not err on the side of caution? Right. I don't I don't understand it. Like 
Put your fucking mask on. That's it. End of story. Got to go. See you next week on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been saying since they since they rec- recommended because I remember at first they said don't do don't do masks, but of course that was because they didn't want people to buy up all the N95s. Right. Um, I see it as an indication of. By the way, I'm still taking this seriously. Even if this doesn't do anything, I'm wearing a mask because I just want you to know I don't want you to get sick. One yeah. percent. I saw a, an ad today on Facebook uh, uh, for uh, masks for men. Because <laughs> apparently men need to be like, there's some, are there some dudes out there that are, I wear a mask? There this are, apparently. This one's for men. All right, then I'm back in. Like, I, of course, there are. There's the dudes that won't wear it, but it's like, so they literally have to be marketed to. What is, is it the same thing or is it just the same thing, but with a six pack drawn on it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Matt? It literally is like the same ad could be used, you know, family masks. Right. You know, just get your masks, you know, twelve ninety nine, or mm-hmm. it makes no sense at all. Like that these mm. dudes need to be catered to because they're, they're afraid they look weak wearing it again. What, what Which you- is dumb because you're, you're, the mask isn't to protect you. The mask is to protect other people. Right. But let's That's pretend. the main reason right. for it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to argue the other side of it, but there's no other side to argue. It's, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that, you know, th- that weekend that Biden appeared in public with a mask on and then Trump obviously was refusing to wear a mask everywhere. And, you know, it's so interesting how different people perceived the same images differently. Like people were like, oh, Biden looks weak. He looks like, a, you know, he's scared and, and, and Trump looks strong. Like. To me, I don't know if you guys know the picture I'm talking about. I thought, I mean, and again, I'm not like, I'm not like Mr. I don't like, I'm not like, I love Joe Biden or anything. I'll vote for him. But like, I thought he looked like a badass with that mask on because it's like a black mask. He's got like the cool aviator shades on. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, this guy looks oh, like yeah. a fucking, like, he, like he's about to rob a bank in a movie. Like, I thought he looked cool as hell. I don't care I'm, anything else I'm about say him. This. I'm with you, Matt. I don't know if I've seen a guy look better in a mask than Joe Biden. I know. It was fucking he, awesome. I was like, dude, it, all it, black it, mask. He's got the face for it. He's yes. got that, that, that silver hair. Like, yeah. everything about that man, about Joe Biden says, you know what? Throw a mask on this it guy. It looked like he was about to go assassinate uh, Professor Xavier in X Men. Or something like that. I was like, I'm, I'm, I want this guy. You know, like I, I think he should just keep it on even after the pandemic. <laughs> That's a good look for him. But Although that said, when he was talking to Philadelphia, and he was just letting it dangle from his one ear. It's yeah. like. Joe, either wear it or don't wear it. Don't have it dangle from your ear. Like <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look for anybody. Yeah, but it's just uh, like what? Why? Uh, nobody likes an ear dangler. <laughs> that's true. But why? I mean, I guess you really have to. It's just about like if you're predisposed to think Joe Biden is bad and and uh, ter- you know whatever, then you're gonna look. You're gonna see that image through the prism of he's whatever negative derogatory thing you think about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. And, and it's it's harder to put the same logic on the Trump thing because it's like Trump not wearing a mask is just like we're used to seeing him without a mask. It's, it doesn't read any particular way. If he's in a, if you see a picture of him amongst 20 people who all have masks on, that sort of says more uh, yeah. about his unwillingness to accept reality. Um, but well, when you see those articles like, you know, when he went to the, the, the cotton swab plant and then they had to throw away all those cotton swabs yeah. that he was around because he wouldn't wear a mask. Like, even if you're his supporter, wouldn't you at that point go, well, here's another story about how this guy fucked up by not wearing a mask. Maybe we should wear masks. Like, it's just. Uh, they don't it, care. They, they don't care. Do they, they care. Don't care. He's yeah. their masculine hero. That's what half this crap is. It's it's toxic masculinity. Oh, look how weak he is. He's got a mask on. He's a pussy. It's, yep. 
it's complete nonsense. It's stupidity. Well, they're dumb. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm saying. And so is your hat. Take that hat off. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Either make that flag. make that flag bigger or get that hat off. Put a put a rainbow wig on like that John three sixteen guy at a sporting event. <laughs> Do that if you want to put, be proud today. And by the way, you should be proud today. Your glasses are proud. I know your shoes are proud. But uh, that hat, uh, that hat's not screaming pride to me. That hat's going, eh, okay, I'm kind of happy about the gay thing today. <laughs> well, you know, it's a Monday. What shirt are you wearing? I can't see the, is that Glug? He went uh, Lazy Queen. Matt, how dare you? <laughs> oh, it says Lazy Queen. Oh, right, Glug is blue. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, Glug. Lazy Queen. Was, I support uh, the Lazy Queen shirt. Yeah. Well, it was named after you. That shirt was for you. <laughs> you have your own shirt. Garen, you ever think about that? You ever, you ever talk to your family and go, uh, yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm having trouble making rent, but I have a shirt that was made because of me. <laughs> you ever say that to your family? Yeah. Hey, Ma, no, you want a, I, I want a shirt that was named after me? I'm t-shirt famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. You That's have a shirt gonna, because of you. I'm going to myself out of a funk. I got my own shirt. Think about that. I'm, not, I'm very serious, Garen. Of all the things in your life, at, at the end of the day, you could go to you could die knowing that at one point people bought a shirt because of you. Uh, that's you're right. That's exciting. I still wear the Christmas Never Not Funny shirt that's got me on it proudly. But that wasn't because of you. This that, no, that was know, just because you're part of. So this is because this shirt happened because of you. Because you're gay and you're lazy. <laughs> that's why this shirt happened. My two primary personality <laughs> traits right there proudly on display. Hundred <laughs> percent. By the way, Garrett, I was going to drop off those DVDs to you again on Saturday. Then I realized uh, there's no way you were around at 940 in the morning. There's no way that's going to happen. I know. I would have been been out. Of course. You were asleep at one o'clock when I tried to do it. Yeah, my sleep schedule is screwed. Yeah, we're all having tough time. I don't blame Mm. you. We're going through with that. Uh, hey, speaking of Garen, yeah, uh, he teased a little something to us. All, I think it was oh, off yeah. the air uh, last week about when oh, we were yeah. doing the uh, the isolation files. <laughs> that uh, now, Garen, here's the thing: when I say when I go around the horn, I go, "Hey, Garen, anything going on with you?" And you just go, "No, nothing, no, nothing." <laughs> and then I gotta dig. Do you see any movies? Or I gotta I gotta dig deep to get anything out of you. Then when we're done, and you go, uh, "Oh, hey, I forgot to bring this up," and then you teased what it is. Why don't you tell everybody what you said to us at the end when we were done recording last week on what you should have talked about instead of your, the fucking movie that you watched, 19, Jojo Fuck Chop or whatever it was called. There's two reasons for that. Number one, I, I kind of dawned on me that, oh shit, we should talk about this. It dawned on you. It was, it's also, a big life event, what you're about to say. Yeah. But I, I also thought it was probably better to, to do for the main show i thought you don't you, you don't think smart enough to produce it. don't, don't <laughs> you, you did not think this story is better for you, not once in the seven years of you've been here you go you know what i'm going to produce this segment I, I, this is a little better for that than than uh, right now so d- don't give me that bullshit hold on before now, he gets into this elliot did you just take a sip of champagne <laughs> no it's uh i had some uh some this whiskey actually what oh. Wow. I'm getting ready for Garen's story. I know what it's his new. topic is, so I'm getting <laughs> in the right frame of mind. It's 1206. All right, doing? so Garen, yeah, uh, Elliot just uh, uh, may or may not have spoiled it. What uh, uh, what happened? Tell everybody, tell the listener, because we do know. Tell the listener what you did last week. I, uh, for the first time in my 40 years of life, got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, walk us through it. What happened? 
that uh first of all happy birthday second of all <laughs> what happened that you got did your neighbor come over again and uh, all hammered uh, yelling about your noise and then you just got drunk with him how did this no, happen you know it, it's it, it it's, it's i'm in a safe space i've never done it i'm a writer i should have these experiences and i'm like why not i'm not gonna go anywhere i might as well see what happens i don't get it <laughs> You don't get uh, it. Well, what do you, first of all, walk me through it. Wait, who's there with you? Who's in this? Uh, your roommates? The whole. We're, we're all here. The whole. You're all there here, now. Did yeah. you have fun playing a game, drinking, or did you just all crack open some we did, beers? What did we you drink? Did, it was uh, rum and pineapple juice. First of all, that sounds delicious. Uh, Hang on, I'm getting a phone call. That's the uh, liquor police saying that uh, <laughs> that we're both wrong. That's not delicious. That's why. Um, uh, we were just hanging out, watching TV, and doing. We had face masks. It was uh, it was a gay old time. You had face masks in the house? No, no, like like yeah, but like uh, face care masks, not like a oh oh, oh. Uh, like 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 ex- <laughs> exfoliating sort of mask. Oh. That's right. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It was like an LG <laughs> mask thing. It was now my TV's an LG. Is that similar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go just ahead. Put I'm that listening. thing right on there. It flattens things out. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really it's great for the skin. The LCD just just makes you look wonderful. I see. So we had that, I had a couple of those, and then uh, broke my streak of not vomiting for the last 25 years. Oh. So how, and how many did you have? How many of these, and first, when I say how many, first of all, how big were the, was it, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, would you say bourbon and, uh, no, you um, said rum and pineapple juice. pineapple juice. Maybe a cup like this. Wait, what? You had a full cup that big with, with rum and pineapple juice? Two. Jeez, dude. I was a drunk and I wouldn't have that much. I don't know. Well, how much rum and how much pineapple juice, I guess, is the question. I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't make it. You bring I, a, I, a good I point. If, if, if it's 95% bartender. pineapple juice and yeah. a drizzle of... Yeah. I mean, I think it was just... I think it were shots of rum. I don't think they were like 50-50 or He might have whatever. passed out from sugar shock if he had had that much pineapple <laughs> juice. Just, but but that, that may explain that may explain the, uh, the vomiting, though, because, you know, sugar and alcohol actually is... We are more likely to feel sick. Well, we ran out of rum, and then I think the last cup I had had vodka in it. Hmm. So switching to that, I think that's what made me sick. Uh, Vodka and pineapple juice? Yeah. Now look, again, it's been so long since I drank. There's a chance I had that every day of my life. I don't remember, or I never had it. So I don't know. What does that taste like? Does that taste good? I don't like vodka to begin with, by the way. I think it's... uh, I don't remember. I can't believe that you didn't go beer... That you immediately, the first time right. you ever drank, you went with rum and oh, vodka. I, I can't stand the taste of beer. I've, I've had beer before. I can't. I don't like the taste of alcohol, period. So this is, I, I'm glad I did it because I had worries that A, if I ever got drunk, that I would be horribly mean. Mm. And I wasn't. I was actually very giddy and laughy and whatever, which mm-hmm. was fine. So feeling tipsy was like, okay, this is fine. This is cool. I'm in a good mood and whatever. But I, it's not... I don't like the flavor enough to make it something that I would do probably again or frequently. I'd like to see you do it on a regular basis. <laughs> I really think it's the thing that you need. I know you're on your meds. You've upped your meds. But I really think that at the end of the night for you, you, you know, you sit down to watch one of your uh, sealed movies <laughs> and you just crack open a, a little bourbon. Yeah, right? it was... Uh, Toss that back. I think that'd be good for you, Garen. I'd like to see you become a drunk. I guess that's the truth. I'd like to see you... Part of me... I, I love the idea of having a, a sifter of scotch, or whatever those things are called, uh, of Sniffer. something. Snifter? Like a, a brandy snifter? 
Yeah, just to have and be like, I'm gonna, you know. But that's because I grew up on movies, watching people walk around, and be like, oh, let me just get my glass. Yeah, you, I, you should know this. You're, you're not that guy. <laughs> no, you're, no. you're a guy that's gonna be drinking bourbon out of a Batman glass. That's, that's you. <laughs> yeah. And at, at best, you'd be one of those weirdos who collects those tiki cups that you know people drink right. uh, fruity drinks out of. Yeah, I, part of me loves the idea of a really big oak, old school library kind of thing like to have but then i'm like who the fuck do you think you are to think you can fit in in a room like that like well first of all you can get uh, elliot can easily make you a nice background for you a virtual uh, background that uh, <laughs> that's, that's where elliot. you're sitting in a little tiki hut mm-hmm. and then you know, or adventure a, club's room oak yeah, library I, like you're in a uh, in knives out ex- ex- exactly that that's who you want to be you want to be a cast member would, you want to be one of the family in knives out i would love it Except well, what would you like about it? They're all asshole. miserable human beings. Yeah, <laughs> be, that would be the good one. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I, I'd like to see a star in it, though, and I'd like to I know exactly who could write it. I think that's a movie that would come from the twisted mind of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> who was the good one other than Ana de Armas, who's not a member of the family? Yeah, I don't think there is a good one, right? Is there I mean, a single I mean, good the, family member in that movie? The, Daughter is probably the night the goodest, which isn't a word, but I mean she had her own issues. But trying to remember, I don't. Th- I don't. I think Tony uh, daughter. Even she's horrible, right? I don't. Yeah, really, she. I don't really remember I mean, the daughter. Whose daughter? Tony Collette's daughter, the one that he was paying for college. Oh right, yeah. She was I the only one that her. wasn't horrible, but then she also went and did what she. I don't want to spoil it. It's yeah. it just it went on Amazon Prime. So yeah, it's, you can watch it on God, Amazon damn, now. A good movie though. Um, hey, speaking of uh, completely off topic, but yet on to uh, Matt, did you watch the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire uh, documentary yet that came out last night? No. All right. Thank you for your time. Uh, Garen, <laughs> back to you and drinking. Uh, now, Matt, is that something you'd experiment with? You're also a guy that's never been drunk in his life. Would the, you, what, the uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire documentary? No, I would never experiment with that. <laughs> that was completely, I, I don't know why that came into my head at that very moment. Something Garen said, believe it or not, made me think of that. Uh, th- uh, let's say uh, Elise says uh, hey matt uh, you know this uh, pandemic's getting me let's uh, why don't you and i each have a, a glass of wine tonight your thoughts um, I, I don't see that happening so i, I don't I, I don't i don't see the uh, i don't see the point at this point well, look at him he's a new man who <laughs> garen yeah he's brand a new man. man look at him he's fresh he's uh, he, he's uh, you know uh, he's vomiting yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i don't uh, I just don't, uh, it, that has crossed my mind once or twice. It's like, actually I just did think the other day I was eating grapes, uh, with lunch. I was like, I really like grapes. Uh, I bet I would like wine <laughs> <laughs> that's made of grapes. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I actually, I'm with Garen. I don't like the taste of alcohol. So there's that, uh, you sort of have to develop that to taste or you have to sort of, um, I don't know. Does it, does anyone just immediately naturally like that taste? I don't, it doesn't seem natural. I- I, I can't even the idea of trying to develop that taste is not appealing to me yeah I mean like I, I, that's what I wonder is like I would love to talk to someone who is like oh yeah the first time I ever tasted beer I loved it like I don't think has anyone ever said that I don't think so I don't because it's, it's gross like it's it, it's gross yeah. when you first taste it you're like this is gross and it's then objectively it, gross I agree yeah, I would imagine it, it depends on the first one you drank like if you drank a cheap beer first uh yeah. as opposed to an expensive one uh, although that's I, I believe it or not i, I as people i've said many times i preferred miller light so i was a cheap beer 
guy. I never really liked the thicker lagers. Mm-hmm. But I. But if you're introduced to a lager to begin with, maybe that's. Uh, uh, maybe you wouldn't think that it tastes gross out of the box. If anyone's Although keeping I, score about uh, the things that made me want to punch someone in the face, it's Jimmy saying lager. That's you can add that to the list. <laughs> thick lager. Thick lager. Yeah, that's gross. Would that be Guinness? A Guinness is a lager. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, My mom gave me a sip of beer when I was like eight. Seems too young, Garen. And, and it, I never never had the desire to have it, it worked what, what, what did she give you it, it, listen as you say your own words your billies <laughs> uh yeah it was like a pabst pbr uh, that a boy i think it was bud light actually to be honest my mom's high class so she would drink a the king of beers a bud light over a <laughs> i will tell you this of all the beers uh, i hated bud light i hated it as a guy that would drink anything you put in front of me uh beer Wait, wise maybe it was budweiser uh, that's the king of beer yeah that's the one a, the know. one beer I ever drank was a can of Bud. And where'd you have that, Matt? Was that at some sort of a rally? At a no, NASCAR? Just at my race? friend's house. It was just, just at a friend's house. It was my birthday. It was my I think it was my eighteenth birthday. And, Happy birthday. Matt. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I was doing kind of what Garen did. I was like, I'm gonna get drunk. I, I drank one beer and I was like, I can't be bothered. I didn't feel anything. Uh, and I didn't enjoy it, and it was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to continue with this pointless endeavor. Did you drink it? Did you nurse it? Did you put a pen into it and suck it like in, in John Cusack and the Sure Thing? That's what I did, yeah. And then I crushed it against my forehead. That a boy? Well, that's how, that's the only way to. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I don't. I, I guess, I guess it was probably closer to nursing than anything else. Um, I don't think you can nurse a beer. I think that that's the problem with beer. Like you have to. But it's so disgusting. I couldn't drink it quickly. Was it ice cold? That's the other thing. A beer I, needs to be ice cold I, to be. It, it, as far as those type. Your lagers don't need to. Be. <laughs> no, you want that to be room temp, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I, guess. I, I Again, think it I was. I, I think it was. I don't remember. It might have been. You know what? Honestly, it might not have been refrigerated. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I don't that's remember. Bad. That's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I guess I had nothing to compare it to, but I don't remember being like, "Ew, this is warm" or anything. It's uh, and also Budweiser. Again, I, I I don't like Budweiser. I understand that they are an American company, and we, we salute that flag. We, salute, we thank those horses for delivering it. Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, right? That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's what that arch is all about, right? That's where they, they make it. They make the beer right in that arch. They start on the one side, and by the time it reaches the other side, it's uh, fermenting. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all done right in that arch. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent true. You could look that up. You could look that up, Garen. Well, Garen, congratulations on this big life accomplishment. I'm proud of you. I think next, and hear me out. I think now that you're trying stuff, try heroin next weekend. See how that goes for you. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like needles. Uh, well, you could uh, you could snort it. You could smoke it. Yeah, snort it. Smoke it. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Give it a try. Yeah. Ooh, something. <laughs> You know what? You're right. It's a new me. Yeah. Come on. Try to go. Try I'm going to go on a year of yes, a la Shonda Rhimes. And uh, you know what? Let's try it. Let's try some horse. Let's try some uh, other things that names. I literally couldn't of. pull one other drug. I can't even just, pull the one. I want to pull the one that uh, Trump said was good for this. And uh, I can't think of the name of it. Mushrooms. Hydrocochlean uh, or something. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Well, that's not, uh, that's not a drug like that. Uh, all right. Well, listen, let's uh, guarantee again. Congratulations. Why don't we take a break? Yeah. Uh, Eric Andre is going to be joining us. 
Uh, and uh, so we'll uh, check in. He's got a brand new special coming out called uh, Legalize Everything on Netflix. Uh, Garen, congratulations on this big life accomplishment. I'm proud of you. And I really want to see you dive deeper into this thing. I really do. I think this is your new thing. I want to see you become a bar fly. That's what I want to see. I see just some old gay man at the bar just telling stories about how you won an award once for writing about Dracula. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah. If you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know get this thing off the ground. Get let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a, a well, I don't know like a graphic designer maybe? I do. Okay. Well, wait. Are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on. You've said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal. Metal. What are the, What's that called? A metal worker? Um, someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, are they forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. So don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, listen, this is, you You know this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I Wait, mean, who wouldn't like it? Once you try it, you go, hey, this is good stuff. Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In the, in the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very I think it was hipster. very of the pre-meme. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like, before I had a kid. It, it, oh, yeah, It, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where... I don't I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> What's no, going on with you? We're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2616. Uh, exciting day for everybody. The Supreme Court ruled that Garen's allowed to get drunks, and he took full advantage of that. Uh, that's what that case was about. It was about the, uh, the gays being able to drink. So good for you, Garen. Congratulations. Uh, I'm proud of you. Uh, we are joined by Eric Andre. Eric's got a brand new special coming out on Netflix called Legalize Everything that was shot in Islands. And uh, I have not seen Eric. I, I will say it was... It might have been July, June or July of 2010. Eric, can you confirm that? Hello, Eric yeah. Andre. Yes, you can confirm that. Where was it? It was, you were, this is before you exploded. It's before Eric Andre became Eric Andre. You were doing the warm-up for the Conan Writers special that was being shot in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And you were on that day, and I came back and I told these guys, amazingly funny. Oh, thank you. And uh, you made an Ario Speedwagon reference uh, during your warm-up that made me laugh. So I don't remember what it was, but it made me laugh so hard that I couldn't believe that this kid, you know, 35 years my junior, knew who Ario Speedwagon was and used it properly in a sentence. Like it oh, they're, was... They're great. I want to keep on loving you. Can you afford that? <laughs> we well luckily you're we singing being sued so, right now should so I not atrocious <laughs> no it's fine your voice is horrible nobody oh, knew what song that was that was absolutely atrocious oh dare you eric did you do uh and we'll talk about your special in a moment uh did you do a lot of warm-up why how did you get pegged for that because i thought that uh, i don't it know did, it didn't really seem like your bag but you did a great job getting the crowd uh into it yeah uh, I, I think that was the first and only one and only time i did warm-up and I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I had like dinner with some of the Conan writers at my friend Stephanie's house one time. Maybe it was that. You I think that know. dinner led to you getting, uh, I, I, re I really, $250? I that's like, yeah, that's like a estimated guess. Uh, by the way, I apologize. In the break, we usually introduce everybody. Uh, Matt, that's Matt Belknap. Matt, wave to Eric, if you would. Hello. That's Matt. Great uh, hair. Uh, Thank uh, you. It's, it's, it's quarantine. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Elliot Hochberg is over there. Elliot, wait, raise your hand, say hello to Eric. And then Garrett, uh, point out your flag and let him know that you're proud of the Supreme Court today. Uh, what, what, what was the Supreme Court decision today? Garrett, why don't you explain it as a, as a gay man from the bathhouse? <laughs> Uh, basically, you can't be fired for being gay. You cannot oh, be thought, fired. I thought cannot. Trump was trying to overturn that. Uh, He's he probably tr trying, but the Supreme Court said, no, sir. His own dude agreed with it. Yeah, oh, like, wow, that's interesting. It's yes. such a conservative panel of judges, but they, they were, they're cool with the gays, I guess. Well, what I think uh, they're coming down to the right side of the law. At least, you know, six of them did. And I think that's the... Uh, Who were the four that voted against it? Uh, there was uh, three, three against three. Uh, was oh, uh, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas. And then oh, oh, Kavanaugh voted against it. Yeah. Yes. Even though oh, he promised he... Susan Collins, he wouldn't. But wait, uh, why did he say his boy Trump's boy voted for? Oh, well, Gorsuch. Uh, Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Uh, Gorsuch. That guy, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. And who's the third guy, Garen? Who's the third guy that voted against it? Uh, it's always it's Alito? all dudes. Alito. Was it Alito? Is, is, the, is that is that one of the names? I think so. Is he dead? Is he? I don't know. Guys, <laughs> we miss him. 
We miss him. We lost him. <laughs> Eric not, not Andre. <laughs> uh, Eric, are you Catholic it, or Protestant? I, uh, me, are you asking me specifically? I'm asking you. I'm a, a little bit between none of it and your business. You familiar with that religion at all? <laughs> <laughs> if you said Protestant, I would have fucking, I would have slapped my computer closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I would have. I would have just liked to see the. Uh, uh, the, the if you're coming in here effect. with your Martin Luther bullshit, <laughs> not King. I didn't say King. The original Martin Luther. I see. I would have walked right out the door. Any of you Lutheran or Protestant, that's where I draw the line. I'm a uh, hardcore. I'm a Jew. I don't, I'm just bullshitting. Right. I say bullshit on your show, or is it? You, you just did. He's gonna have a field day. You did it very successfully, and I'm proud of you. What, uh, Eric, where did you grow up? Tell us about you. Uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Boy, oh boy, of course. You said you. Why didn't I hear the, uh, why didn't I just assume it was Florida? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, let me give you a profile picture, maybe a little. That uh, it has to be insulting to somebody, even though you're making fun of yourself. I don't know. Uh, what, uh, when did you move to Los Angeles, Eric? Um... 10 years ago, 2000, what year is it? 2009, 11 years ago. 2009, right before that time where I met you in uh, Chicago. Were you there? Were you in? Were you there for the Chicago Comedy Festival or for the Just for Laughs Festival? Is that why you were there? And oh, maybe, they, maybe, maybe. They just pegged you yeah, for that? Yeah, this sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, very, very funny that day. And I've, uh, I've spoken about it many a time. And yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen you be funny again. But that day was, <laughs> that was magical. It. it was magical. That was it. Uh, right. You knock it out of the park. You hit the home run. You don't need to make any more connection with the bat and ball. <laughs> um, Eric, how do you uh, meet a Hannibal Burris? Or were you guys friends prior or did they pair yeah, you guys I up? Him, I met him doing open mics like these miserable chicken shit shows in New York City in 2005 when we were like in our early 20s and poverty stricken and just doing any open mic we could get our hands on. Uh, hang on. We got apparently somebody's getting a very important text message or a uh, an, like email. an email. I would say that's email. Was that email? Who was that? Was that you, Garen? Nope. Not me. It was Not Eric. Eric. I don't make that noise. <laughs> Who's going to take the heat for it? Was that Sarah? Was that the Netflix woman? It was Eric. He's obviously <laughs> lying. <laughs> Eric? No, 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 no. Never. I don't get emails. I, <laughs> I don't believe in them. Uh, are you, uh, you're strictly, you get all your texts, you get everything via facts, right? Is that how you communicate with everybody, Eric? Uh, yep, big facts guy. <laughs> boy, I used to love the fax machine. I used to oh. love hearing it start up. Like, oh boy, somebody's sending me something. Oh, and then yeah. you'd go and you'd wait the 45 minutes for it to load. You take day. it off your thermal paper. Pay phones. Remember those? I do. I used to have to call them for my messages. Greasy. <laughs> You know what's funny about that, Eric? We never, you never thought to wipe down that payphone. Never. Right? Yeah. Ever. It never even crossed your mind. Like, you would just pick it up, not knowing that the person before you was some hobo with, you know, with the. Uh, Riddle uh, and disease. And right? viruses. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, and this. Now they're crawling all in your ear and your mouth. This, this COVID thing, uh, this COVID thing's probably going to be the end of payphones, huh? That's going to be hard for them to <laughs> come back. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a payphone other than like in a movie? Because they, they still somehow show up in movies, which is insane. Yeah. But I can't remember huh. the last time I saw a payphone. Any, maybe the airport had one? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen one in a while. There's a guy in my neighborhood who has an old one in his front yard just as a 
prop kind of i don't know he, he put it up for halloween and i was like oh that's funny and he had a skeleton standing at it i was like oh cool cool halloween decoration is your neighbor banksy <laughs> <laughs> yeah there, there was some deep commentary happening with this thing <laughs> but uh yeah now it's june and it's still out there so not the skeleton but the payphone's still out there i don't know what's going on I'd oh. like to see him uh, replace that skeleton with something theme-wise uh, oh, throughout the year. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, what would it be now? Like a, an Uncle Sam? Yeah, maybe a Fourth of July Fourth guy of July coming up. Yeah. Or maybe for Pride, it's just like he hires a gay actor. Out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hey, you know what? Eric, that's a great idea because uh, the actors aren't working right now, right? That's a paid gig for an actor. Make yeah. it a couple of bucks and they get to be on a... If, there's, if we know anything about the gay, they like to talk. Right, Garen? <laughs> Most of them. Thank you, Garen. <laughs> uh, Eric, are you? Garen, I like your fake library. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, it's like at a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> wow, good, good call. That's where he works normally. <laughs> let me just let me just pull it. Oh, I got a. That's very nice work, Garen. That was like yeah, Trump with his Bible prop. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eric, I forgot to tell you before we started, uh, we're very pro-Trump on the show. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, me too. That's why I brought it up. That a boy. That's the way to get involved. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Um, Manga. Eric, the name of the special is Legalize Everything. And you yes. talk about having sex. You talk about getting high with your mother in this thing. Yes. Uh, your mother is, did I get, your mother is 72 years old. Is that accurate? Mm, 70. She was born in 44. So 70, she's turning 76. Oh, mm. trombones, huh? Spirit of 76. <laughs> what? Um, yes, yeah, salute it. Salute your mother. Um, was your, anybody in your family in the military, Eric? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. You, you ask questions, you get answers. Nah, there's a bunch of unathletic nerds on both sides. <laughs> what would happen, Eric? I mean, this is a very serious follow-up to all the what we just talked about. Yes. Let's pretend when you were 19 years old, that they instituted the draft. Would Eric Andre have gone into the military or would you have gone into hiding? Hiding? Are you kidding me? I'm like, <laughs> fucking wait in a foxhole for Dick Cheney's oil company? <laughs> yeah, you're fucking mine. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> where would you have gone? Where would you hide uh, from, from this? I don't know. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, all right. <laughs> You think you can get a flight out and that would allow that. All right, listen, uh, that's the scenario. What we learned here is that you are not unlike our president. You would have made up a reason not to fight for this great land of ours. I fought for oh, this yeah. country. I went to Vietnam. Did you? Um, well, I'm, we won, I think, right? <laughs> we won. Uh, I should tell Very you. Productive. Very productive. Uh, I went there in the 80s as a chaperone on a school field trip. But the point is, I went. <laughs> What? Uh, so, Eric, your mom is turning 76. But in the special, you talk about how you got high with your mother. Yeah. Um, and, she, and the reason. She, dude. Say, wait, say it again, please. I got high with her when she turned 69. Up top. That's the age you really start partying. Up top. Up top. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and how did you didn't really have to convince her to do this? Was it something she always wanted to do, but didn't because it was illegal or it was, well, it, you know, in her defense. She told me, she was like, I tried smoking grass in the 50s and it burned my throat. Oh. So I think when she was a teenager, she gave a, a joint a whirl and it burned her throat and she never did it again until, you know, a few years ago with me. Um, yeah, it was just the legality. I go, mom, smoke pot. We were, we were driving around Los Angeles and we we're driving up to my house. I go, mom, smoke pot with me. And she went, 
She went, no, it's illegal. And I went, no, it's not. It's legal now. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Only convincing. It was just like, no, it's legal. Oh, sure. Why not? And then we blazed blazed the chronic. And she's, uh, she's in rehab now, right? <laughs> gateway drug. Your gateway could really, really hit her hard. Well, good for him. It was all the legal <laughs> thing. What has she? It also has she continued with it, or was it just a one-time experiment to shut her son up? She did not like it. She was like, she got all high. We were playing Scrabble, and then like her eyes got all red, and she went, "My mouth is dry. Is that part of the appeal?" <laughs> I was like, "Not really." And then she's like, "Please just bring me my wine. I'm done with this marijuana." That was it. <laughs> Case closed. All right. So then she went back, back to, to not. She went back to like. 7-Eleven wine that she drinks. She drinks like wine and battery acid. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned that we were just talking before you got on the air about the, the appeal of wine and or alcohol at all. I'm sober 20 years, so I used to love the taste of alcohol. Uh, you, know, you should drink tonight to celebrate. <laughs> if, if, sobriety. What I'm going to do is take a sip of it and spit it out. And I do that. Uh, as people know, I do that about two, three hundred times a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your what was your rock bottom? Uh, you know, my, honestly, my rock bottom was that I would call my, my now wife, my girlfriend at the time, I would call her drunk from the road, uh, and be an asshole and leave messages. Uh, were you a that, bad drunk? Were you an angry drunk? I was a very angry, I'm an angry sober guy. So, uh, <laughs> it, it did not light, it did not lighten me up. It made were you, me, were you, were you a whiskey guy? What was your spirit of choice? All beer, all beer. Beer, really? Uh, unless somebody like in the crowd would buy me a shot or like either during the show or uh, or afterwards. And then I would was, do the was shot. Was your dad a big drinker or you have drinkers in your family? No. <laughs> really? It was just you. <laughs> I, I think it was just being, honestly, I think it was being bored on the road. Yeah. And then I just got addicted to being drunk to, 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 to uh, kill the time, the downtime on the road. And then that yeah. would... Very rarely was I drunk in Los Angeles. I certainly would get drunk in Los Angeles. Right. But, but mostly on the road. You were self-medicating. I, I think so. I think that's 100% no, it's true. lonely on the road. It's a lonely, you're a lone, you're a rambling man. Uh, I'm an almond brother. I am uh, <laughs> I am out there with Dwayne and Greg. And uh, How do you, how, how do you um, resist the urge? I mean, you got it down to a science now 20 years, but how do you resist the urge? You know what? I just... Uh, I just stopped. I just, I guess I just was, I was lucky in that I was strong enough to just stop. You're just like, this is not, this is not good. Yeah. I, it was like, I realized I was, uh, you know, my dad said a couple of things to me that made sense. And, uh, and then my girlfriend, again, my wife basically, uh, was like, you got to change or I'm done. And so it was like, I'm not gonna, I, I fucked up enough things. I need to change. And so, so your family ganged up on you and they were like, stop being an idiot. Yeah, they did a they did a non intervening invention uh, uh-huh. intervention and an invention. They invented some new thing uh, <laughs> where they didn't intervene. So now you're just a you do acid, coke, MDMA. More than and happy you, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is still on the table, though. Absolutely. Now I don't you're know what I, right now. I'm assuming I've never been on more psychedelics than I am right now. I was, uh, <laughs> by the way, that gives you an idea of how little I know about that. That I say I'm on psychedelics. I sound like <laughs> some uh, some senator from 1967 yeah, you, you trying sound to talk like about youth. Right. Now, are you the group of kids that are thinking about doing psychedelics? Because I'm in. <laughs> 
You know where I can purchase these psychedelics? <laughs> right? Where would I go for such a psychedelic? <laughs> now, Eric, I know in this special you talk about doing these sorts of things. Uh, I, I don't want you to betray your character, your stage character, but you say that you do acid. You say that you do all these things. Is this something that you really do on the reg, uh, regular? No, or I, don't even that- do it that, I don't even do it that regularly. I just do it. I mean, it depends on the drug. I mean, like, pot, I'll smoke pot at night, not every night, but I'll smoke it like once a couple times a, a week last, before I'm going to bed. But like, acid is strong. I mean, psychedelics are strong. That's a once in a blue moon, I'm camping with my girlfriend kind of thing. I'm not like Hunter S. Thompson where I'm doing like a cornucopia of drugs every night. No. no I think I- there's a difference between drug use and drug abuse. My point in the special is more just the war on drugs is just basically Nixon era racist bullshit to lock up black and brown people. And, you know, I think drugs are one done properly healthy for you and not um, on it's drug abuse. That's the problem. But the rate of addiction, all drugs were legal in this country until 1914. And then they started becoming illegal uh, and uh, there was a drug prohibition, but the rate of addiction Drug addiction has not changed in the past 150 years as far as they've doing, been doing stats on it. So the, the war on drugs have, has done nothing. It's just made life worse. That's more my point. I'm not like, woo, party time, dude. Fear and loathing. Because um, <laughs> I'd be dead. Um, what? Uh, see, your special had the opposite effect on me. I did drugs last night for the first time because of your special. So I completely misunderstood. <laughs> I don't know. Your- I, th- I, I, pr- I think drug drug use is healthy when done properly. You know what? Let me... Let me ask you a question. And I'm very, and again, I'm ignorant to this. I was a drunk, but I never did any drugs. Uh, well, that's, I, that, that is an ignorance because alcohol is a drug. A drug is anything that you ingest. Get off your changes. fucking high horse. <laughs> <laughs> off your pedantic bullshit pedestal. What? Well, uh, a drug. Alcohol is a drug. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not a drug. Thank you for your time. Eric Andre, folks, watch this special. Watch it if you want to. There's other things out there, too. I recommend those. Um, Everybody Loves Raymond, I think, is a great show. You can do that instead of... You know what? I watched that show once. There's that one fella that doesn't care for Raymond all that much. <laughs> Maybe they should change the name of the freaking show. I think it's coming back with a new name. Like, some folks care for him. Uh, Eric, what were you going to ask? Here's a legit question. So, growing up, my dad, uh, my mom and dad were divorced, and my dad lived in an apartment complex about a mile from us. And somebody else in that apartment, uh, the kid was in high school, and he did he dropped acid, and uh, and then saw his dad as a dragon. This is legit. Saw his dad as a dragon, and then beat up his dad so badly that he put his dad in the hospital. Right. So like, so I saw as a kid, that was the story that I that, that was the first story I knew about acid. So it right. made me never want to do acid because I a didn't want to see a dragon, and b didn't want to beat somebody up and put them in the hospital. Right. As as somebody that's done that, is that do you actually say is it that much of a hallucinogenic where you see people as a dragon? <laughs> if you yeah, if you do way too much, probably. If you have met already pre existing mental health conditions, maybe. Um, I've never seen a dragon. What do you see um, when, when you when you drop acid and you uh, hallucinate? What, what, it's what? not like you're completely in another realm where you lose sense of self. There is um, toad poison, which I, I believe that you can smoke. I think it's an Amazonian toad. Michael Pollan, who wrote The Omnivore's Dilemma, and he wrote, uh, uh, 
uh, Eater's Manifesto. I forget the name of the book, but he just wrote a book, How to Change Your Mind, about psychedelics. And he never really did psychedelics. And he's in his, I think, late 50s and early 60s. And he took like a scientific, like scientific approach to psychedelics. And he said the only one he'll never do again is toad venom because he lost complete sense of self or reality. Matter didn't exist. So I think if you do that hallucinogenic, you might go to dragon land. But I I, I, I've never seen a dragon on any trip I've taken. Now, again, follow up. Very sincere. I'm a I'm a uh, Amazonian prime member. Does that play into this at all? <laughs> Sam, is it similar? OK, good, because I, I do. Thing. I do need it within two days. I, if I'm going to go toad, I want yeah. that here in 48 hours. <laughs> I don't want to have to wait for that. Um, uh, your special you shot it. Uh, Eric, I don't know you as a road guy. Did you did you did you tour the country? I did. Uh, I did 80 what was it 87 shows in 49 cities last year something like that or 89 shows in 47 cities and you're doing small theaters though right you're not doing clubs i'm doing yeah i did like anywhere between like a thousand one thousand or three thousand seat right small I i did clubs i did like i did like uh uh some clubs in uh, a club in Madison, Wisconsin, a club in Lexington. I like I like clubs better than theaters. Hundred percent, right? Because you can see the crowd. You're not yes. blinded by the spotlight. It's more intimate. Like stand ups a dish better served with intimacy. I, I wanna like feel like I'm with my friends and I'm joking around with my friends. Once you get over a thousand people and it's like a spotlight and you can't see more than the first row you start disconnecting from the crowd and my my jokes feel like i'm just phoning them in i i prefer a club i want you know i've said it and these these guys are sick of me talking about this and, and by the way you pick two clubs that are perfect for that both lexington and uh uh comedy off broadway in lexington i assume that's where you worked and, yeah and uh, then the one in medicine is comedy on the state comedy on state and yeah, comedy to state, your yeah. point the, the you're right on top of the crowd it's a low stage there's a low ceiling, so it's exactly you know. And again, I know I'm a broken record to to my castmates here and and the audience, but you know when you listen to those old classic comedy albums from the '60s and '70s, even Steve Martin's first album was done in an old jazz club, basically, yeah, where people are no more than 55 feet away from you, and you're having a community, you're communicating with them, and that's, that's how cool. comedy is supposed to be. It's not supposed totally. to be a huge performance in my stand-up comedy, in my opinion. Totally, and like more power to him. God bless him. I watched that Kevin Hart special where he's doing it in like the, the Eagles stadium or something, but I can tell that he's like struggling on sick. How can you command an audience and create a hive mind in a fucking stadium? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a hive mind. You have to, you have to feel the audience's collective subconscious because they're like, they, they become, they form one organism and you have to like, wrangle them how do you do that in, in when, when a venue becomes too big but who the fuck am, you know i would love to have sebastian maniscalco's bank account right now and sell out <laughs> madison square garden 55 times in a row sure <laughs> sure rather than playing the fucking uh chuckle hut in possum ridge arkansas or whatever but um i get it when you're getting the, the dollar signs flashing in your eyes but uh just stand up comedy as a medium I'm grabbing my my Steve Martin record because I don't know if it's the first one. Uh, when when uh, yeah, stand up comedy is a medium. You want it. You want it. You want intimacy. I think uh, my favorite comedy club is Comedy Cellar. 
just because it's so claustrophobic in there. I like being right on top of the audience. And I feel like I like the feeling of being a cat in the corner where it's like, don't fuck this up because you're going to have to make eye contact with every single person as you walk off stage. So if you bomb, it's like everyone's going to be disappointed in you. I like feeling that pressure. Have have you done show like you mentioned one thousand to three thousand? Have you done the bigger shows like that as part I of a? It. What, what's the biggest show I did? Or, or I, I guess that's what I'm getting at in a roundabout, long winded way. I did um, the Eric Andre show live last year at this soccer stadium in Los Angeles for the Adult Swim Festival, mm-hmm. and it was it was I don't know I have no idea over ten thousand people let's say, but it was like impossible getting any comedic rhythm or like I got halfway through the set and I was like, you know what? This is for me. I'm just going to say what I think is funny and right. like, like interact with the crowd and hope for the best. Cause I, uh, I can't, I don't know. I, I can't even tell what people are liking or not. The attention yeah. is all over the place. Right. My, I'm looking for my Steve Martin album, but this is my favorite album cover of all time. There's a Lenny Bruce album called togetherness where he's with a, a black woman, an Asian woman, and like uh, five KKK, five black KKK members in front of a statue of Lincoln. I think it's the most, <laughs> the album's called Togetherness. I think it's it. the best comedy album. I'm not a nut, elect me. Lenny Bruce, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's from a, he's from an earlier. <laughs> I see. And is he, uh, he's a, an African-American guy? <laughs> he's that guy that's friends with mrs maple right or whatever her name is <laughs> Maisel? Mrs. Maisel. Maple. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you mean miss marple matt that's what i was thinking of yeah uh hey this is interesting and you could never get away with this album today there would be like hate mail yes. and people would boycott it this album is amazing and god bless the Don best Rickles. i highly recommend this album but he would never ever be able to say half those jokes today i 100 percent. although yet that's the album that people re, uh, will go don rickles was able to get away with it yeah first of all different time and different yeah, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't fly today quit using that as the example of it being okay to say right. the things that he's saying and yes he says it with a wink and we're all in on it but at the same time it's uh it just if you're a young comic doing that like even lisa lapinelli had to shift gears a little bit like it had to right. I, I think that comedy is Comedy doesn't have a good shelf life. I think comedy has to be in the moment and you really have to be on top of the zeitgeist and um, it just doesn't age well. You gotta like be in the, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's also, it's like in the air, in the moment, you gotta like write for the times, I guess. I, well, I, th- I think I, I, I don't know. I think that some of it could uh, withstand the test of time watching some of the old classics still work. But I hear what you're saying. Like there is some 80s comedy that does not work at all. Like you'll, you know, yeah, you watch like, like I, I tried watching an old Sam Kinison special and he has like two women on leashes. And to your point, I went. I saw him at the Vic Theater in Chicago at the at the at the peak of his powers, and I couldn't wait. You know, I bought tickets. I was I I don't remember what year it was. Maybe I had just started comedy, or if I was maybe about to get into comedy, and I was so excited to go see Sam Kinison because of what we've seen on television. 
and he walks he he's led on stage by the two women in leashes yeah, yeah. and i immediately just went nope <laughs> like and i and i didn't enjoy the rest of it it was just, it was like a big huge frat party for the rest yeah, of it yeah I, I think his first special is good and then after that he's like i'm a rock star and then you're yeah. like oh, dude no like no, you're not. Like, and then he would like, he would just like cover Guns N' Roses songs and shit on stage. You're like, what, you, what the fuck are you doing, man? I, uh, I, I think you get that big at some point you have to go well I can't possibly write it I mean I know that some folks do it now but I think at the time he was like well I can't do a new hour every year how do I do uh, I could do 20 minutes of comedy and then do I'll do 40 minutes of songs like I mean that had to be the thinking right maybe yeah maybe also like, to, like to your point of how do I fill this arena mm-hmm. I can't connect with these people after 20, 20 minutes is, uh, seems like enough but yet I can't charge this money and do it right so I don't know. That's just uh, champagne problems, caviar dreams. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't have them. I'm. Uh, I'm going through a pandemic. I've lost all my work for this year. I don't know what's going on with the rest of your comics. Yeah, it's fucking. It's dark. It's bleak. Uh, now Eric Andre is our guest. Eric has finally sat back down so we could uh, stop getting vertigo from him moving around. <laughs> I was looking for my Steve Martin album and I can't find it. And I don't know if that's his first album that you're referencing. Uh, let's get small. Is his first album? Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, and then his second album, which is a wild and crazy guy, is half is done from the uh, the the outtakes from Let's Get Small, and then also him from a uh, arena show. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that's uh, based on me hearing something back in 1982 that I have taken <laughs> with me to this day. Done little to no research to see if that's accurate information. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, you, br- you brought up the George Carlin album. I was watching an episode of That Girl last night on uh, Amazonian Prime, and um, her agent was a guy. I was like, Jesus Christ, that looks like a young George Carlin. And it was like, well, that can't be. And then sure enough, it was George Carlin playing her agent Wait, in an what, episode. What show is this? That Girl starring, uh, starring Marlo Thomas from like 1967, maybe 66. Okay, I'm at, I was thinking New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> it was uh, not that. Uh, that that girl, girl is very fun and entertaining. Uh, George Carlin. Uh, yeah, look up what okay, year that break is. Break a leg. 1966. Yeah, see? Wow. Uh, and it was like, boy, that guy. Oh, yeah, young Carlin. Okay. The way that he spoke, it was like, my God, that guy's got the same cadence as George Carlin. <laughs> and it was... And that was back before he kind of went hippie, right? Like he was still like clean, like like his yeah, short exactly. hair and everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, wearing it, you know, obviously wearing a suit because he's playing an agent. But that's kind of what he wore on stage too. Like he wasn't yeah. the the hippie dippy weatherman yet. And uh, right. but it was neat to see him. And he, and he and by the way, he was great. Yeah. He was great. So he very easily could have gone down that path. Instead, he decided to embrace the pot and do whatever the hell he decided to do, which yeah. killed his career. What are you talking about? He was, Never heard from him again. He was great in Bill and Ted. Come on. He is great in Bill and Ted. He was also great in Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, yeah, sure. Resume. He's great in everything. Yeah. George Carlin. Uh, Eric Andre is our guest. The special premieres, I want to say, in June 23rd. Is that accurate, Eric? Yes. All right. Let's confirm. He's slating again. That's us right. second sticks. <laughs> A little insider lingo for you. Hey, speaking of lingo, how many shows did you tape to make the one? Two. You did two? <laughs> uh, and did you edit them together? I didn't, I didn't have that much of a budget, man. I'm glad I got it. Two sets. Um, it, it looks pretty seamless if you can, if you combine two specials. We used the majority of the first one because I lost my voice between take one and take two. And I was mm. so sweaty on the second take that the sweat continuity like kind of forced us. The majority of that set is set one. 
Um, well, yeah, again, because it, it looks seamless. I, I was actually setting you up to say it was just one show because that's how. Oh, yeah, it was just one show. Oh, OK. Yeah, it looks it. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> Eric, do you ever do you and Burke Kreischer ever get together and argue whoever should, uh, should take their shirt off sooner in their set? Do you have you to have that I never ran into him. He's like um, a unicorn. <laughs> we haven't crossed. We haven't crossed shirtless pasts. I'm I'm having a stroke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I think it'll be all right. Walk around your apartment. That yeah, should, get uh, that Steve Martin album. That album. <laughs> they say reaching up for an album is the cure for a stroke. <laughs> um, I only see Bert at the airport. That's the only time I ever see Bert is uh, at at six fifty in the morning. Uh, while he's yelling through uh, uh, doing some sort of a TikTok or something in the middle of the airport. <laughs> and it's like, and, and I always do a kind of go, here it comes. Five, four, three, shirts off. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, Eric, uh, wait, what was my other question about uh, the special? All right, June 23rd. Um, shit, I forgot my train of thought. Was it about dragons or the acid? <laughs> no, we could certainly get back to that. Uh, you do a great bit in the middle of the special about a uh, a uh, peach, uh, a souvenir that you bought in Cuba, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Let me give uh, you more vertigo. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that very souvenir lives right in my kitchen year round. There it is. Right here. I oh. would have. Should I have you read that or does that that ruins the special, doesn't it? I, don't, I can't tell. I don't know. Something about so, sometimes you want to ruin it a little bit to tease it out. All right. It's your call. If you want to read. read I, I don't I don't care. OK, I guess you know. All right. So watch the special to see what that. All right. So go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it. You're not re you're not recording this conversation. No, not this part. <laughs> this is just private. right? No. Whenever you get up and move, we all kind of press pause so we don't get. To <laughs> this is a rehearsal. Guy. Uh, this is a real souvenir I got in a gift shop in Cuba. And the only reason I bought it is because it is the worst English translation of all time that I've ever seen in my journeys. And it, and it reads. Um, if you enter to our kitchen and the she finds it dirty, it is because the one that not scrubs this and the one that this, it is not the one that scrubs. And as you, he won't scrub. Don't criticize as this. <laughs> Which is what? insane. And I don't know. I, I don't even know what the purpose. <laughs> well, what is it? It's not, it's, it's not a wind chime. It's nothing. It's just something it's you'd hang nothing. on your wall. It's nothing. And it's gibberish. It is slam poetry. Which it sounds little... like the most passive aggressive way to get your husband to clean the kitchen. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That, that, that is. That is yeah, I've read it several times. I, I'll, I'll never fully. Can we see the the little guy on top looks like Cuphead? Who? What's that guy? Oh wait, no, no, it's more like a Bob's Big Boy. It is like or Pinocchio. I don't know who, who's Bob's Cuphead? Big Boy, Mario Go Kart kind of. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I've never heard of Cuphead. Who is Cuphead, Matt? Oh, uh, that's a video game. It's it's a video game in the style of the old like Max Fleischer cartoons, and he's a he's a animated cup who walks around and oh. shoots things. You think the Cubans were uh, into Cuphead uh, before <laughs> anybody else? Yeah, a lot of a lot of Cuphead fans out in Cuba. Yeah, big time. <laughs> what, uh, Eric? What were you doing in Cuba? I do uh, my, my my goal to myself is one new country a year every year. So I wanted to go to Cuba. Um, everybody was like, "Oh, once Castro dies, Cuba's going to open itself up to Starbucks and McDonald's and all these chains, and it's a time capsule." Right now, you got to go right now. And then Castro died, and none of that happened. But there's no, there's not, a, there's no Starbucks, there's no McDonald's. It's like 
and all the cars are from 1959. So it's like this surreal country that's like the, it's a time capsule. Yeah. Uh, how long were you there for? Was there probably like a week? About seven days, it sounds like. Yeah. What um, do you connect through Miami on that, Eric? Right from Miami. It was the shortest flight ever. It was like a 30 minute flight. That's all you need, right? Quick in and out. Let's go to Vegas, uh, which is reopened, by the way. If anybody wants to go uh, gamble, uh, Vegas is reopening. The uh, looks like everybody's taking the proper precautions uh, based on uh, the video and photos I've seen. So uh, get to Vegas. If you're, look- if you're looking to get the COVID, Vegas is your spot. You, you, I mean, you just have to assume that anybody who goes to Vegas the first week it's open is probably really careful about hygiene. Right? <laughs> like they're not, they're not like addicted to anything and just need to be right? there without any concern for their health. And a lot of people in Las Vegas are very healthy, a lot of health conscious people. <laughs> yeah. Um, fit as a fiddle, like <laughs> a lot of abs. <laughs> Uh, Eric, you, uh, you go to one country a year. Uh, where else have you been to? Walk, walk us through uh, where you've gone the last couple of years. Um, let me think of it. Uh, Canada, uh, Mexico, Belize, Haiti, Cuba. Hang on a second. Canada? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going down a map in my brain. So Brazil, uh, most of Western Europe, Turkey, Israel, Japan, Thailand, uh, Australia, New Zealand. I think I've had Philippines. Is it possible you're doing a decade-long Amazing Race episode that nobody's aware of? <laughs> yes. Who uh, who do you do this with? You do do it on your own and then try to meet uh, friends when you're there, or do you travel with a you got a companion? Every every year's been different. Mm-hmm. Depends. I did birthright for Israel. Um, I went with a group of huge group of comedians to Japan. Um, who went on that? Walk, walk us through who goes on that. And who did you who did you bond with? And who did you say this is the longest time in my life with this human being? <laughs> well, in Japan, I stayed in my own hotel room so I could escape the group. That's that's crucial when you mm-hmm. travel with friends. You need to be able to escape the group. Um, I don't know. Uh, I went with I don't I don't know if it's anybody that you know Byron Bowers and Nick Rutherford and uh, Doug Lussenhop. I don't know if it's it's you, your circle of. I can guarantee it's not. I thought those were three baseball players that I uh, <laughs> didn't draft in my they, fantasy they're actually, league. They just, they're on the Pittsburgh Pirates. So. Oh, are they on the Pirates? <laughs> yeah. You, no, you know no, what? No. Let me make a note of them. I got my draft coming up with the season possibly starting. So I'm gonna. What was that? It was uh, Byron Buxton. Who did you say? <laughs> yeah, Byron Buxton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Cobb, I think, went with us. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, now Ty likes to drink. That was awkward. Yeah, that was awkward for us. I would imagine a lot of sake. <laughs> is that offensive? I don't know what's. Yeah, happening. that's what Ty Cobb's known for his sake drinking. <laughs> he likes a small, uh, a small cup full of liquor. Um, where are right, so? Uh, what? What? Of all of these countries, do you have a favorite? Other than this great land of ours, the United uh, States of America, uh, love it or leave it, asshole. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> um, I don't know. I love. Uh, I love France. I love Brazil. What do you like uh, about France? Walk me through uh, what do you like about France. Uh, I had some of the best food, some of the best wine, and the people's attitude about, like, you want me to work more than four hours a day? Go fuck yourself. I like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. like this. These people like to enjoy themselves. 
So. Would you consider moving? Where where of all the places you've been to, let's say you decide to move, you're going to pull a, hey, if Trump gets reelected, I'm moving to another country. I'm not living here anymore. What's, what country would it be? It would probably have to be England just because um, I need, if I'm going to continue comedy as a career, I probably need an English speaking country to live in. I see. I don't know how much of a fan base I have in France or yeah, but I, Pakistan. So, hey, when, when you were in France, did you have a Monte Cristo? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I really missed out on the French experience. I would imagine that they make the best Monte Cristo. It comes from that land, right? Sure. Right, you get the. What, I think the last time I had a Monte Cristo's was at a Denny's in Boca Raton, Florida. Right, and did you enjoy it? Because I, I, on, oh, on yeah. paper, it always seemed great to me, but I don't know if I've ever really enjoyed it. But it sounds like you enjoyed yours. Well, I was high out of my mind. So, <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, I, again, I, I, I don't know your lifestyle. Well, uh, I, and as soon as I finished it, I beat the shit out of my dad. And I saw it crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, rightfully so. He took you to Denny's. Yeah, uh, it's got it, better. It wasn't the drugs. It was, it was the Monte Cristo that made that yes, it wasn't the drugs it was the sandwich whatever it is it was the powdered sugar on that sandwich yeah, that got them all uh, riled up yep mm-hmm. uh all right eric andre is our guest eric you got some time we're gonna take a break and come back with more do i need to slate again or is that was that <laughs> uh triple sticks triple sticks uh all right eric andre is our guest we're gonna come back we gotta do trivia and uh, we'll do that when we come back. Eric Andre is here. The special is called Legalize Everything. It comes out on June 23rd on Netflix. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes open for that. And we'll be back to talk more about that and more right after this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Eric Andre is on Twitter at Eric Andre. He's also on Netflix. You can see his special uh, Legalize Everything. That's his comedy special coming out June 23rd. He's also on the great show Disenchantment. That's the Matt Groening animated series that is in has two seasons up on Netflix and more coming soon. So check out Disenchantment and Legalize Everything, both on Netflix. Jimmy Pardo, also on Twitter. He's at Jimmy Pardo. Elliot's at Elliot Hochberg. Garen is at My Name is Garen. The show is at Never Not Funny. Follow us, please. And also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. If you want to see clips of the show, you can always go to youtube.com slash Never Not Funny. Subscribe and uh, click the bell for notifications so you get new clips every time we post them. And you can also watch Jimmy's Records and Tapes, the spin-off web series where Jimmy takes a walk down memory lane via his record collection. Enjoy! Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. (laughs) Right. That's when you go on and on about Shopify, you you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about and then people would say, well, why why is he talking about POS? Like what? Yeah. they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account 
account in there. He can log in. He can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done. It's awesome. Um, I've been kept out of the loop on that uh, because um, you're kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, as much as you rave about it, you don't want to know about I don't want to know. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I just no. want to see the, uh, the, the results. Right. That's what I want. And, and also, I don't know if illegally I can get away with this, but it's so easy to Shopify. Well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, sometimes you find yourself uh, the, the wallet's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other – are you at the – wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is it, here's the important thing Earning is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earning jumps in. Yes. Uh, earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, in their these, these are people that, uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And they're, then, they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. Exactly these are right. not professional these are broadcasters. Like we are. Yeah, they, they, they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Matt, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who said to you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin. It's your money. Get it now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Eric Andre is our guest. He's got a, a special coming up on Netflix on June 23rd called Legalize Everything. I watched it last night. I enjoyed it. Uh, my favorite part of it was the uh, bit about the uh, Cuban uh, souvenir, so, uh, uh, which we already got to see. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody loves Raymond only on CBS. <laughs> um, Eric, uh, Aaron, and I, of course, crossed paths back in 2010, and then uh, he apparently put out a restraining order on me. I haven't seen him since. <laughs> in fact, in order to book him here, we had to start a pandemic so that we wouldn't be in the same <laughs> studio together. So uh, that is how things are going. But it is now time. Matt Belknap, play the song for trivia. Love that song. Nice. 
Mississippi time for trivia. There it is. That, that, I, I realize that song has way too long of a, a lead in. We need to trim that up and get to the. the I meat didn't of hear it. the lead in. It didn't kick in until the. Uh, maybe you guys couldn't hear it because it's, uh, it's a little quiet in here. But um, um, yeah, right, a, we, Robert like, Palmer. Uh, irresistible. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, it's a parody of that, Eric. We didn't have uh, Robert Palmer, who of course is dead. Uh, <laughs> record a song for us. Bring him back. Right, you're from you. You huh? shot down in New Orleans. You know all about raising the dead, right? Yeah, bring him back to life. Uh, I know one thing about that guy. He was. A, he, I don't know if he did psychedelics, but he was. A, he was addicted to love. Mm. <laughs> Got to face it. You're gonna have to face it. Yeah, might as well. Thank you, Garen. All right, here we go. Here's your category. All right. <laughs> History mysteries. History, History mysteries. mysteries. Do I put no, my Eric. wager in first or what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Write down. Write yeah, down your write wager. Down a wager. Now, Eric, Don't you should it. know this. My son, my 12-year-old son, writes the trivia question every week. Okay. Um, and uh, has uh, usually a, is always a very good question. He vets them through my wife. Okay. Uh, uh, history mysteries. History mysteries. What could that be? What and both your be? wife and your son are illiterate, though. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know who you're talking to, but that, is not, <laughs> that has not been the... Uh, I see them to be very sharp people. They're certainly the two smartest people in this house. <laughs> well, you're illiterate. I'm as dumb as that reporter that Trump made fun of that we should have never voted for him. I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm that uh, bad. All right, here we go. Here's your question. Okay. Here's your question. As a reminder, my son has the worst handwriting in the world. Uh, in fact, I don't know what this word is. Oh, Jesus. off to a great start. <laughs> oh boy. Hang on a second. I apologize. Wait, I can't. Boo! <laughs> How Can dare I... you do this to me? Uh, we'll do it live. Hang on, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, quickly, son. Father needs you. <laughs> Oliver. I don't know why we pretend that we can ever do this without him coming in because there's never been a time when you've just been able to cleanly read it I, without him coming in to read here's it. Here's the thing, by the way. He uh, he thinks we're using him too much on the show. Um, wow. He thinks I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to renegotiate his contract? I think he, out of the hospital. I think I got to renegotiate him. Yeah, he's not... Uh, <laughs> He's like, Dad, I think the listeners are going to get sick of me. And uh, he goes, I, I, so, uh, don't bring me in as much. And uh, So tell him to type this question up and print it out next time. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Type it out. Type it out. Oliver! <laughs> no, actually, he's at my house. Oliver! <laughs> well, uh, put your computer on Oliver? a lazy Susan and spread it around so we can find him. <laughs> oh, here he is. Hey, Oliver, what's this word, dude? I, I don't know what that word is, because, again, uh, Matt had a great idea, by the way, that maybe you should type these up. Okay, well, you, yeah, you wanted them on poster. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, there was a reason back in the, the beginning of why it was on a post-it note, so something about folding it up and it, Yeah, there's a, he's right. I do want it on the uh, post-it, because then I don't see it, and it's a secret to me as well. So. And I said, it's just easy. Just get a, get a post-it note printer. They have them at Staples. They have them at Office right. Depot. You just go out, get the, the post-it note printer, and uh, print out the question. Well, I'll do that. You know, this yes, Aaron, uh, yes, Garen. Uh, other paper folds, not just not just post-its. Uh, other paper does not fold. Only the post-it does. Uh, wait, stay here, Oliver, just in case I can't. Uh, okay, here we go. In the Oliver, 1980s. This is child labor. Oh, yeah. Oliver, Eric Andre's yelling at you if you want to. That's all right. He's got his Jackie Coogan. Don't worry. Oliver, this is child labor. Your father is not allowed to do this to you. Call your union. This is illegal. Know your rights. <laughs> 
Okay, so sorry. Uh, that's Eric call. Andre of the Eric Andre Show. He's got a new special out called uh, uh, Legalize Everything uh, on uh, uh, Netflix, June 23rd. Oliver, that, you know uh, him as the voice of Lucy on Disenchantment. Oh, yeah. How oh, about, wow. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Thanks. And Oliver, you cannot watch my special for another <laughs> six years at least. You really should wait till you're like 30. I'm glad you said Eric. Thank you. I wasn't going to say it. Uh, I don't want you to lose the uh, the prime preteen audience. So, uh, uh, but uh, since you say, yeah, Oliver, you cannot watch Eric Andre's special. <laughs> um, uh, except for the Cuban thing. Very funny. Yeah. Um, all right. See ya. Wait, stay here. Uh, in the 1980s, mm. in the Brittany region of France, Many phones resembling what pop culture icon mysteriously started washing ashore. Oh, I used to know this. Ah, don't say it. Don't nope. say it out loud. Got it. Uh, started washing ashore onto the Iroise coast. All right. So did I get all the other words right? Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. Okay. All right. But please say it again because the sentence makes no sense to me. <laughs> Uh, again, it was written by a child. Elliot, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I, look, it's, it, it's on me that I don't understand it. I just need it re- read again. In the it's 80s, a bunch of telephones uh, designed to look like a certain pop culture icon washed up on the shore in France. In the 80s, a bunch of televisions. Uh, uh, assuming I can't go to Google and... and... No. no, Eric, that would be cheating. Uh, I said televisions. I meant telephones. Yeah. Uh, many phones resembling what pop culture icon mysteriously started washing ashore... Onto the Aronese coast. All right. I don't know if I'm right, but I have an answer now. Yeah, I have an answer too. All right. Is it fuck Uh, me? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's always on the table. And and by the way, I bet 25 on that. (laughs) Um, All right, let's go first to Garen Cockrell back there. Big day for Garen Cockrell. Uh, The Supreme Court. Can I quickly ask, Garen, did you know about that Supreme Court ruling before Jimmy brought it up? I... (sighs) That I knew like a no. it was happening. <laughs> I did not realize it had happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. You knew, like, it, was, knew it was coming. It was I, in the I works. I forgot it was. T- I did not realize yeah, it was. You knew today. they heard the case. You just didn't know that they, they had yeah. given their decision. Okay. There's a lot I going know. on. Sure. Yeah, I got drunk. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We heard about it. <laughs> um, all right, Garen, please. Uh, in the 1980s, the Brittany region of France, uh, these phones resembling what pop culture icon mysteriously started washing ashore on the Aronese coast. Uh, oh, this is a great question. I'm going to go with Garfield. Oh, oh that's, a good, that's a good guess. That guy hates Mondays. Yeah. They're the worst. Oh, He'd have a tough time right now of it, huh? Because we don't know what day it is, right? But with the <laughs> pandemic, yeah. Garfield would be uh, all a flutter. Has Garfield uh, chimed in on the pandemic, I wonder? I know they're still <laughs> I got to imagine him. he did, right? Yeah. Lasagna again? <laughs> <laughs> right? He's got to be. No, he loves by. lasagna. Do you he think lo- he would he finally does. He would get sick I don't of it? Know I literally don't know anything about Garfield. He loves, well, he hates Mondays and he loves lasagna. What he, about Odie? Does Odie hates, like lasagna? He hates Odie. He especially hates Normal. Yeah. I, I think see. he hates John too. I think he hates everybody actually. I don't know if there's one person he likes or animal. Have you seen those John without Garfield strips? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's God, awesome. so great. Yeah. yeah. So existential. art. <laughs> 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 Boy, I, by the way, I apologize, Eric. I did not know that you were a voice on a, a show that my son watches. My, uh, my apologies. I probably How should have read. You. I should have read farther than the second line of the uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, all I can do is apologize. And we're not here to promote that. We're here to promote your special. I don't yes. need Netflix uh, breathing down my. Uh, although that's a Netflix show, is it not, or is it Hulu? Oh, it is a Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, yeah, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> Disenchantment. Watch it tonight. What, what what character is it? Maybe my son has a uh, an image of uh, that on the wall. 
Uh, he's a little devil, a little two-dimensional devil named Lucy, short for Lucifer. I yeah. see. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's not the one that he has. Uh, all right. So you went with Garfield, uh, Garen? Yes, sir. All right. Let's check in with uh, Elliot Hopeberg. He's over there at uh, Video Village, the cinnamon stick. Uh, <laughs> Elliot, give me your answer, please, here. So, uh, so uh, there's a lot of uh, different uh, shaped phones, character-shaped phones, but this was in the 80s. Uh, so I, my feeling is that my instinct from what I remember in the 80s is probably possible. So I'm going with Mickey Mouse. The Mickey, Mickey Mouse phone. Mouse. Very, Very po- popular Disney artist. Very popular phone. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Eric, is, Eric, who has apparently extreme knowledge about this, has given me a no. But he, I, I've got I've got to stick with the, the answer, and so I'm sticking shame. with Mickey Mouse. Great, great shame has been brought upon your family. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Um, well, you can't change the answer, uh, Elliot. You nope, know that. I'm a, and I don't you intend to. No. Uh, I think it's a great guess. Although, again, Eric blurted out halfway through the uh, the initial reading that uh, he felt very confident that he at least yeah. at some point in his life knew this. Very confident. Oh, all right, a little too confident. <laughs> <laughs> some might say that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt Belknap, let's check in with you over there holding on the fort now yeah, at, I, I, at HQ. I think I, I do kind of remember this story, too, for, from some point hearing about it. But uh, but I was thinking the same thing as, as Elliot. I said uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's two Mickey Mouses. Just because of that Garfield. phone, I can like I could picture I immediately pictured that that Mickey Mouse phone. You know what? I now even though Eric is shaking his head, uh, I'm now angry that I didn't say Mickey Mouse because, that, yes, of course, that's the answer. No, I, uh, I don't. I, I, I think Eric seems like the kind of guy who would know this, and uh, he seems very confident. He's, he's doped out of his mind three days a week. He just said that. <laughs> this guy's out in a van every three days a week. He sneaks away from his girlfriend and gets stoned or goes out in a, a tent and does acid. You can't trust him. Uh, Eric. Wouldn't the guy that did acid in the tent know this weird piece of trivia? I can see that guy uh, wasting my time for way too long explaining it to me. (laughs) Uh, Eric, uh, so uh, with your confidence, uh, whether it's founded or not, uh, what is your answer? Garfield, $15. Wow. Garfield for 15. So we got two Garfields, two Mickey Mouses. Listen to my shit answer. Yeah, I went because I, 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 it was the 80s. I went with, uh, you know, the very popular Michael Jackson phone. That was, uh, <laughs> sweeping. I wonder you should have that... gone, uh, gone with Cuphead. <laughs> Damn it. I wish I would have. It would have been better than my... Cuba, so no one would get the reference. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we have a huge Cuban base. They love us in Cuba. Yeah. In fact, we're going to get emails explaining that uh, souvenir to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with Michael. By the way, if it's Michael Jackson, you guys all owe me a hundred dollars each. I think that's a, that's a fair. Uh, I'll give you a hundred dollars if it's Michael Jackson. I right. will not. Eric says he will. Garen, you're going to give me a hundred dollars. Uh, uh, you know, as your pay to play program for being a cast member on the show. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hundred or something, Jimmy. That seems fair. Um, all right, here we go. So, uh, do we reveal the points now? Do we pre- get the answer? I always forget. No, this. do the answer, and, and then the we, answer. and then we find out who won. Okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, there's a lot of words here. Here we go. 35 years later, a local farmer, a guy named Rene, revealed that a cargo container with the phones was with bra storm. No, was hit by a, that's it, but was hit by a storm and floated to a secluded sea cave. The rocks broke up with the container and the phones sailed out. And the answer, two of you are right. 
That seems two of you are wrong. Yeah. One of us is really wrong. (laughs) The answer is Garfield. Well, the answer is Garfield. All right. Now we reveal our points to find out which of the two will Eric Andre get five dollars from the Jeremy Herbal trivia tin or will Garen Cockrell be able to make uh, a little get a little bit closer to making rent this month. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of our bets don't matter because we didn't get it right. 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 Will it be the guy that has a special coming out? On Netflix, or will it be the guy that can barely make rent? Who will get the five dollars? Uh, Eric went with fifteen, uh-huh. uh, and Garen, what'd you go with? Jimmy, I went with thirteen. Oh, oh no! Oof! That means that Eric Andre gets five dollars. Yeah. That's and exciting. you know what? I'm going to do a very unprecedented move. I'm going to keep the $5 in the Jeremy Herbal Trivia tin, and Garen, you have to send him $5 directly. I want this <laughs> to be a double hit. Yeah. I really want you to feel badly about your last year. I do have a $5 bill in my possession right now. Well, use that. Go down and get yourself a bottle of liquor. Put it in a, in a sack and drink that on the way uh, to the post office to mail the, uh, <laughs> the money in. Um, all right. Well, listen. Is that the first? I, that's exciting that the, the guest won. I don't know that we've yes. had a guest win yet. And I'm a little true. disappointed Maybe that it was a one. tie. Yeah. Ah. But, it, but then again, it was broken by the point. So now, Garen, yeah. Garen, did you know that to be true or were you guessing? Uh, I was guessing okay. because he has a phone and he's from the 80s. Yeah. Before, well, Eric knew it. So yeah. the justice was done with the points because uh, you were just guessing. He actually knew. Yeah. Um, Eric, if I uh, uh, so I, I could, I'm going to either Venmo you the five dollars, or when I see you again in ten years, I'll give you the five dollars. <laughs> Let's do the latter because I okay. think that'll be sweeter. I like the idea of you and I eventually running into each other and just in front of a group of people, me just going, "Oh, here's that five bucks I owe you," <laughs> as if it's been like like you loaned me five dollars at one point and you you've just been on my ass about it like over five dollars <laughs> for years. I actually even better. I want like someday Eric's going to be like walking down the street in Prague and a guy's going to walk up to him and hand him an envelope and it just says Garfield and he opens it and there's a five dollar <laughs> bill on it. That would love be it. Garfield phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. All right. The name of the special is Legalize Everything. Yes. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix June 23rd. Eric, anything else you want to talk about your special before we scram? That's it. I think we covered it all. We said it all. All right. Listen, Eric Andre's been with us. We're thrilled he joined us. Uh, Again, it took a pandemic to get him on the program. That's exactly how I like doing (laughs) things these days. Um, Eric, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, don't leave yet. Uh, But I will say goodbye. Uh, On behalf of the Pop Culture Bees, there's the, uh, down there in the bunker, that is uh, Garen Cockrell. Uh, Video Village, that is the the Cinnamon Stick, Elliot Hochberg, holding down the fort uh, at HQ, that is the Honcho Matt Belknap. Our new friend, Eric Andre, uh, his special legalize everything. That's the quattro, uh, the quad sticks of Eric Andre. Uh, I'm Jimmy Pardo. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK 47 gone, not forgotten. Love never, not funny for a second episode every week and video of every episode. Plus bonus perks. Sign up for a platinum subscription at nevernotfunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.